Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. What's up and welcome back to Lightweights. Today we have MTV Jesse, Jesse Sebastiani. All right, buddy. How are you? Oh, good. Feeling great. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, of course, man. Jesse is founder of the brand Sunday, formerly of the Nelk Boys, and a possible recognized figure from the MTV show Careless Teens. Yep, that's me. You had your own MTV show? Yeah, yeah. When I was uh, when I was still in high school, we were just shooting like a low budget jackass kind of show, and um, ended up selling it to MTV and uh, just for like a season. But yeah, it was like my first little thing for entertainment. And did you just have it on a VHS? Did you kind of do a jackass style? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, at the time it was um, like mini DVs. I don't know if you remember like the old Sony Handycams. Yes, so we, were, yes. we were shooting on those and um, and it was even before like GoPro and shit like that. So when we were doing, we were doing like stunts and shit like that. And uh, you, we used to have to like tape a Handycam to like a four-wheeler or a dirt bike or something. See, so, like you didn't have, like a GoPro would have made that show so much easier to produce. But totally. yeah, I remember at the time it was kind of hell what was the most dangerous stunt that stands out in your mind most dangerous let me think i mean there was a lot and and there weren't always like i was kind of the the chubby funny guy that was producing it oh so you didn't have to do i was doing some of them but like that's like it was like a trio me and my friends and i was like i would just come up with some ideas and shit then make them do it but um yeah like like one of them that pops my head is uh we uh, went to a frozen pond wearing hockey equipment on skates and pulled my buddy on a four-wheeler while lit on fire across a lake. Um, and then where there was a hole where it was all broken and just like freezing cold water. And he was supposed to like skip across on fire and then get put out by falling into the pond. But like we also didn't realize that like, hey, can this guy swim out of the lake, out of the frozen lake when he's wearing skates and like hockey equipment and on fire? <laughs> and like... It ended up all, like we all live. We're all good. But like that one was definitely now that I'm older, I'm like, Jesus, no wonder our parents were like, what the heck are you doing? You know what I mean? So did MTV approve your creative ideas or did you just film it and then hand it to them? Exactly. That was the that was the only way that show could have happened is that we went and produced it all and then showed them the footage. Almost like how CKY made Jackass. You know what I mean? Like they were just shooting random stuff and uh we went and filmed a bunch of crazy shit that never would have got approved by ourselves. And then we were like, Hey, do you guys want to package this and turn it into a show? And then they were down. And then when we went to go do a season two, they were like, Yeah, we can't be a part of like funding this or filming this. But there was like a little blind eye to like go shoot more stuff like we'll, we'll get this we'll get this put together if you just go shoot it like kind of thing but That's sick yeah was there being in canada was there a lot of people who wanted to do what you wanted to do or was it a little hard to find people to film with yeah that was a that was the main issue um no one was really into that stuff i mean anything i've always been into like you know product development and clothing design and streetwear and um and filming and i kind of got into filming through skateboarding that was probably the only taste i got in canada was other people skating and trying to get sponsored and film like sponsor videos and shit but um no there was there was none of that and that's why when i came to la kind of it all clicked it was like the first week it was like oh i could be at a coffee shop in 
meet someone that's also filming a vine video or a, you know what i mean like just like-minded people that could talk about this stuff with which was what drew me here for sure i have that connection with so many people because like you that was me in new jersey and i know other people who are in northern california they were the one friend who had to try and like rally people together to film stuff yeah and then once you move here it's just like endless people who want to film with you oh yeah and yeah. then you have your pick yeah it's so cool Oh, yeah. It's very motivating. And then it kind of but then it also becomes a 24 hour thing. Like that's almost what I've been kind of learning lately is uh, that's why it's nice to like get out of L.A. for a bit and shut that part of your brain off or else it just like keeps keeps rolling. You know what I mean? Because like everyone here that you all your friends here, it's like I mean, I feel like all my friends here are basically either employees or like partners in the business or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't really just have a friend that's a roofer and right. does you know what I mean does that so you know where do you like to unwind um I mean like we were just chatting about definitely running has been a, a big one lately I uh I I made a thing like I think I'm like 150 days in but um I wanted to run a mile every single day like at least a mile it always ends up being a little bit more um because it's like with that thing when you just start it then um it's kind of like open-ended so uh I'm at like, yeah, like almost 150 days straight of running a mile every day. Um, and, and that's been great to just like get away. Uh, I want to get back. I was like, I've always been a skateboarder. I want to get back into that a little bit. I got a half pipe at the, uh, um, the warehouse and, um, that's always nice. But my, my big thing is I'm just like a movie head. So after like a long day of work, I just like go home and put on like a classic movie and dive into it and kind of like zone out into that. But I had that same type of obsession with hiking where I hiked mm. every single day and I would miss trips because I didn't want to break my streak, but I got up to like yeah. 250 Wow! for 250 days in a row of doing Fryman. And by the end, it was of them, always like, Fryman, always Fryman. Wow. And I was, was going to say to keep it fresh. Cause I, I was telling you, I got to go run in Silver Lake or something. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but the, um, I'm surprised you like it to keep me hiking every day for 250 days. I'd have to do like. 200 different hikes or something you're just hitting the same one that's i think like 200 days and i was like what am i doing like why yeah yeah. there there was just no point to it and there was no end goal but i just wanted to see how high i can get and now i can talk about it on a podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) also sorry if my uh i feel like there's another podcast i went on and i feel i can like hear it right now i have this like raspiness to my uh my throat it's like really weird it's like a vocal fry and sometimes it can be annoying to hear. So any listeners that are probably hearing that, I'm, I apologize. It's, oh no, you sound chill. I know it's. I know it's probably annoying. So you have a new brand now called Sunday. Yeah. You've been doing it for how long? About a couple of years. Sunday? No, it's brand new. It's like probably public for about seven months. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And um, ever since I exited uh, Full Send and left that company, um kind of just been I mean I've been kind of like building it in the background it like leaving my last company was obviously a big deal so um it took about a year to actually exit and um make the deal happen but uh um I so I was kind of building Sunday in the background and like developing everything and then public about seven months ago that's great yeah and Sunday is a content production merch brand venture studio product development firm where you kind of want to help companies develop an online presence yeah yeah i mean the best way to describe it is basically i'm going to build a team which we have to build um you know a few in-house streetwear brands or just like any kind of product development 
And then I'm also going to um, choose the right projects or the right people to use the same team and help them bring their product to life, um, which would make it, you know, the agency model. But it's not built around just like being a service for everyone, if that makes sense. And then on the other side is the media where we're building a, a network and piloting shows. Um, and then we're also doing that for other companies. So if like we have a, um, we're talking to UFC and UFC is like, Hey, we want to, we want a new YouTube series, kind of like hot ones. We'll go write and like pitch a pilot for that, for them. You know, if that kind of makes sense. Do you still have love for being in front of the camera? Would you ever make a show with you in front of it again? Or do you want to kind of be directing behind the scenes? I think a bit of both. I think, um, just for the business model of what I'm doing, I might as well use the leverage of me. It's going to help. So um, I think at the start, a lot of these shows I'm piloting, I'm kind of making um, myself a host or a joint host. And then um, maybe in the future, if people fall in love with that co-host, um, I can kind of like go like leave that and let them run that thing and give it to them. Um, I think that's probably the way. But I But I'm also just like trying to find really good talent i had this thought about just uh sorry to jump into content in general but like building shows especially like on youtube i think um i'm starting to realize that it comes down to talent like that's everything doesn't matter how good of a show how good of a thumbnail title um or, or like uh how much money you put into it what cameras you're getting what kind of production level it's like it can be the sh like the shittiest show ever quality wise but like the talent is amazing and people fall in love with that talent and then that makes it a good show if that kind of makes sense and like i'm just like kind of realizing that lately and uh thinking i should invest a lot more time into just scouting talent um, discovering new people yeah and then almost ask them like what like what do you want to do and then bring that to life i think that'll be a, a good way to make like truly good projects going forward with that i remember finding your content and I was just binging everything. And every time you showed up on camera, I was dying. What made you, how were you just so good on camera with the yes and and like keeping things going and just seeing how far you can get things in a situation and not cracking or like wanting to leave? Um, you mean like running the business and being on camera? Kind of, or I, I guess because you have to think about so many different things when you're in front of the camera in the moment and trying to make sure that things are going to make sense in the edit and yeah. like you have so many things to worry about. What made you so talented at seeing it all happen in the moment? I think it's just uh, like I like to say like when I even when I did Nelk for like seven years, it's like I never went to college, but that was my seven year you know diploma of college like it's just i feel like just being in the game being in la and seeing how this all works you just we're just knowledgeable in this space you know like i've never produced a movie and worked for like warner bros but like when it comes to the internet shit like i think like we just kind of understand how it all works but but i think that balance of being on camera while directing while running a company while seeing how this is going to unfold and how the audience is going to see is like kind of what all of us are all doing we don't really realize it we just call it like a, we're youtubers we're you know um influencers but we are constantly doing like we're wearing six hats we're doing all the roles at once you know what i mean do you but, do you see youtube as eventually taking over movies and tv and being the main medium for people because it's created by the people 
Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think we're already almost, I'd say we're there for TV. I think it is TV now. And movies, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm worried that movies are just going to completely die. Like, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't want them to. I love movies, but I mean, looking at the attention spans of, you know, the next generation and the cost of a movie of, you know, 20 to $30 million. And if it doesn't make its money back, it's just going to start not making as much sense, right? Like you go put 30 million into creating the next hot ones. You could probably go make 10 of those shows and have 10 chances of that blowing up. And I mean, like the whole business model, like the whole brand behind like first we feast is like, like a hundred million dollar venture. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's just like, there's so much more things that they could be putting their money into that. I think, um, movies and films are eventually just going to like not make sense business wise, which is sad. I mean, maybe it'll just be like dumbed down movies. Like, you know, the five to $6 million movies will be more of like the future. And, and then they'll do their classic, uh, it feels, it feels like every movie is just like, um, you know, fast 27 or like, I don't know, like another, uh, what's it called? Like DC comics type movie is like the only things that are hitting right now. But I don't know. What do you think about that? I th- like you said, I believe that we are there. And obviously kids are the future. And if kids aren't going to the movies and they're not watching TV and they don't have cable, then where are they? They're on their phones. Yeah. So we are there in a sense. And like you said, I do think that movies will eventually slowly fizzle. And you'll only see the big, massive budget ones because those are the only ones like... We spend two hundred million, we make four hundred million. Yeah, those are the only ones that are going to make sense because as of right now, people can't really replicate those. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I think TikTok is. I, I feel like they'll do something massive to really like change the game, and people will have to like step up to try and compete with it. Yeah, I mean, I still don't even have TikTok. You don't? Like, I don't even have it on my phone. Do you have Facebook, Instagram? Just Instagram and um, YouTube. That's probably everything. What did you consume on YouTube? What did I consume? A lot of skateboarding, um, like Thrasher and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think on the daily who I would like. When I first got into YouTube, I loved like Jimmy Tatro. Uh-huh. Ever see him? He was great. Um, weirdly, uh, Epic Meal Time. Me too. Really? Yeah. And Epic Meal Time was the my first example of seeing a show like how they made a show concept on youtube and these guys make money doing it and i remember being young and it like blew my mind i was like oh my god like just that feeling of i could do this or like well like i could think of an idea and do that like i don't know i remember epic meal time really um blew my mind that way did you almost see a little path for yourself like no one else is really doing this i feel like i can take this over yeah no i i mean I did, but I also think it would have helped if I was around people that were also thinking of that. So you didn't constantly feel like um, you're on the wrong path, like back home. And uh, and like, I love my dad and shit, but like he was just looking out for me. But like a lot of people I was around, family or friends just like didn't understand what I was trying to do when I was back home. And um, until it was successful, like they started understanding it and like believing in it. But um yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you're you're kind of feel like because you're gonna second guess yourself too. You know what I mean? And then unless things actually start working out, you're gonna even second guess it more. And uh, I don't know. There's, nothing's gonna beat being around other people that are failing and winning with you. You know, the camaraderie, the friendship. Yeah, I think it's easier now for it doesn't matter where you live. 
it's not even like oh you're a youtuber or you're a you're an influencer it's like it's like oh no you work in production oh no you like you're a showrunner you're a you know what i mean like i think that's that's what running anything on youtube or social media is nowadays so right it, it's probably a little easier to convince your dad or something that like i'm starting a podcast it's like oh that's great i heard there's money in that you know this episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game, but guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. What really led you to the path of making Sunday? What was the overall vision and why were you so passionate about it? The vision for Sunday... I really, uh, I've kind of, I've said this before, but like, I really took my time to uh, think about what it was, what the idea was, because I wanted it, I, I wasn't really making an idea or a new project or a company um, 
for more financial gain in any way. Like I was kind of felt like I uh, won the video game and, and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? I can't just like retire. I can't just chill. Like I'm not that guy. I need to like constantly be building something and uh, it, or to be happy. Like it just makes me happy doing that every day. And um, with Sunday, I just, I just, one thing was is throughout the years, I, it was very hard working with companies that would manufacture clothes or, um, building design teams or sourcing teams and all that. And it was, ne- the process was never easy being an influencer or being anyone with a following, um, to bring products to life. And I just kind of wanted to create an agency that could ma- could give all the tools so that when that person walks in, you're kind of, you can make it easy for them to create, if that makes sense. Um, and that's what kind of created Sunday, which was the Sunday catalog. And we're, um, kind of like a, like a, an American apparel type thing. But, um, just a newer look at it and, um, and, and making a new catalog of, um, what's the word blanking on it of, uh, sorry, like printables. Um, like, you know, when like you go talk to a merch company and they print on a classic Gilladin shirt or a Hanes shirt or whatever it is. Um, I just wanted to kind of reinvent the, what printables could be available to certain people that are creating streetwear brands or just merchandising brands and just upping the quality or just upping the amount of possibilities like, like this is one of our samples right now it's just a, a twofer but like you can't really go get a, a twofer as a printable you know what i mean you'd have to go cut and sew that yourself and and you know hit a minimum order on it and wait three months and and know how to tech pack and do all that bullshit but like i would love to go to someone that i think has like a dope style and a dope brand idea and like hey here's a catalog it doesn't need to be a thousand pieces but like here's 20 that like like modernly are like actually dope and and are good quality and good price points and i'll sit on all the um the heavy lift of sitting on all the the blanks and then you can just use them as you'd like and then print on them so like that was kind of the vision of it but when sunday started it was um all based on a, a color so it was this like kind of green pantone that we used and um, um because you can't trademark a day of the week sunday um you tried yeah oh yeah we were looking into it all and it's like pretty much impossible and that's kind of what also birthed our like first tea that's dropping in july it just says fuck a trademark um which is funny because the initials are also fat and we didn't know that till we printed it and i was like oh it's kind of hilarious but um (laughs) yeah it was just the idea of like building a brand just on a color and not um not just like slapping a name and a logo all over shit and it has to be designed. Like I'm definitely one of those guys that just like to wear a lot of, you know, blank, good quality clothing. Same. And uh, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like that. And um, I just thought it'd be cool if like you just saw someone wearing this hat, saw someone wearing this shirt and you were like, oh, I've seen that color. Oh, that's Sunday. So like verbally it's Sunday, but it doesn't have to say Sunday. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's kind of like a, a work around the trademark and um no, it's a, that was kind of the vision of what created the idea of that. At, when you were doing full send, was your duty there more creative in the design of the merch? Yeah. Yeah. I was like built out like the sourcing team and, um, you know, working with the design team. That was definitely where um, my head was at. Like, I definitely loved it, especially after um, just like I, I stopped drinking. I got sober and um, and the traveling got to be a lot too. And it was just like, well, this is what I've always loved doing. I took a two week kind of break from filming and went and got this Airbnb with the design team. And we just like 
popped out like three collections and it was like i'm working and i just like it just hit me that i was like oh, like this is what i want to do like this is the shit that i like and uh and it doesn't mean i don't like being on camera or uh, uh doing comedy and all that shit it's just that my my like um my nine to five five days a week is i would rather be doing product development design manufacturing and creative like that's just that's how i tick for sure what led you to the sobriety uh probably just um health is like the the first answer just uh wanting to be healthy i was definitely not healthy and uh i also think i was surrounded by um a lifestyle where it was very normalized and i overdid it for sure i don't think i had like a problem with alcohol or anything like i, I mean i'm sure everyone says that so i don't know but <laughs> the like i just i just i like i took a month off and uh that was all i was gonna do and then i just you know started feeling so much better and was like oh well let's do this long let's do this long all of a sudden a year happened and then now i'm like two and a half years in and i don't know i have like no thought of drinking again oh i'm almost kind of um i get like anxiety to the thought of of drinking because i don't know how it's going to make me feel to be honest and uh yeah i just don't miss it at all because i've thought about it too i was like oh am i just gonna be the guy that like doesn't drink the rest of his life or like should i have just have a beer and like see what it's like um especially if i don't really think i had an issue with it um but anytime i go to kind of maybe do that i'm just like i just like don't want it like especially we were talking about just being healthy and i'm like i'm already counting calories and eating whole foods yeah dude yeah i'm like on this whole thing right now how many calories a day I'm I'm uh I'm doing seventeen fifty a day. Oh, I'm eighteen hundred. You're eighteen hundred. Oh, yeah. it's the same stuff. Nice. And yeah, I'm starving. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I also don't eat till uh two p.m. and then stop at eight. When do you lift? Do you lift? No, I, I do a hundred push-ups a day. That's it. Uh-huh. Uh, I train MMA about three to four times a week. So I kind of, I don't know. I've just I've also like just have like a stocky build from my dad, and uh, like I was telling you, I just dropped like. 45 pounds and uh incredible i just don't feel skinny still like i don't feel like i like i think maybe if the time comes where i'm like hey like i'm looking kind of small i should like you know start adding weights back into my life but i don't know i just i feel like running and getting back into skating and mma and i'm like my flexibility like everything feels good right now so i don't really want to mess with that at all also mixing mma with weights i tried doing that the first year i got into it and it's does not mix at all because like your legs are sore from a workout and then you can't do kicks in mma and then mma you burn your arms out and then you can't lift anything when you go to lift it's like you, I, those are re- there's a really weird one with mixing those two sports i feel like i want to do jujitsu but i don't want to get punched in the head oh it it goes away it, that <laughs> feeling like and it becomes like oh yeah i want to get punched in the head really dude yeah it's so because then you also get good at it where you're just like and you're also if, as long as you're like sparring with people that are also at your level kind of it's pretty safe mm-hmm. like if, if i had to go spar someone that's never been trained i'd be more worried about that because they're not going to know how to pull their punch or like there is it's, you know what i mean it's you're almost just like you're just tapping each other you're like playing this like game of chess when you're like um i mean i guess that's more boxing just like striking but i've been uh, doing boxing you've been doing boxing i like okay. boxing but i like weightlifting more because i have that goal of just like every week i'm going higher and higher yeah and i just did 100 pound dumbbells on each arm oh nice on nice. bench press and that was like i felt like like a superhuman after yeah it was the best feeling because that was the highest weight in the gym and i literally can't go any higher now 
Yeah, I've never done that. I think I've done like 75 or something, but that's pretty good, man. I can see you getting into really like weightlifting and really focusing on it. If you already have the discipline of calories and you're running every day. Well, I've never done lifting. I've always lifted my whole life. This is the only time I haven't. And, but I've never done it that way where you, uh, you know, hit a certain amount of reps and then you like up your weight that week and then uh, up your weight that week. Like, you know, like it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're kind of like seeing how much you can upgrade. Yeah. I've never done that, but, but I'm also kind of worried because I, again, I have a stocky body that I would get obsessed about it. That'd be great. But then I look like Bradley Martin and I don't want to Jack Jesse. <laughs> I love Bradley Martin, <laughs> but I don't want to look like that. Yeah. I just like, I want to look like, I don't the know. Not bod? that I want to, what's that? You want the runner's bod? Yeah, kind of. And it's not about honestly, like physically how I look. It's more like, I just know how I feel in this. Like, like I want to maybe cut even like 10 more pounds and then just like hover around there and then just, just try to be as much of an athlete as I can, even though I'm built like a garden gnome, but like, <laughs> like I'm not meant to run. That's what's like weird. Like I should not be a runner. I should not be an MMA. I should maybe be a wrestler. Like, but maybe lifting i feel like i might have a body for lifting if you ever want to come lift my friend has a gym it'd be just us and a trainer it'd be sick i'm down yeah okay. i'm always down for a, a session like that have you ever been arrested yeah yeah i got arrested <laughs> two time two or three no i think two uh yeah three i don't know uh, yeah like a couple times all for pranks in america shit. yeah once in canada and i I want to say once in America, but I feel like I've been arrested more than once in America. But it's all like same same shit, just like doing a prank. I had one that was pretty scary, pretty bad. Um, Why? Because you, I feel like I remember that. Yeah, it was like we made a whole video on Nelk about it, and I had to go, I like went back to Canada awaiting like a trial. It was like a big thing. Did you and, go to court? Uh, yeah, um, but it was like at that point it wasn't as scary because we literally walk in and got a, a a time served um because i had to spend like a day in jail when it happened and then uh i got 25 dollar fine oh. but uh i ended up it being pretty cool but that waiting to go to that like trial and like they were like oh it could be six months and like all this and like dude i'm not about that life and i'm like <laughs> fuck like it, and it was scary the night i went in there like i don't know just like you ever just like i was just like around a bunch of people that i was like I shouldn't be here like this is it was just like face tats and people like the one dude I'll never forget he's like he's like dude I just got out after two years yesterday and he's like and then they get me for or for stealing from Target and he's got like nine face tats and I'm like dude you just got out and you robbed a Target like and you're mad about it it's like I hope he's not listening to this fuck he'd probably be pissed but I remember yeah like it was it was just sketchy Trevor he's a huge lightweights fan yeah <laughs> It was like, I don't know. It was a mess. What was the prank for that one? That one was, and now that I'm saying it sounds stupid, but at the time it sounded funny. Um, I had a, um, like a painter's suit covered in fake blood. And um, I was in a Barnes and Noble asking for uh, the section for how to clean up a dead body. Um, kind of like, you know, like, and like, it was funny because everyone there was like laughing and being like, being like, like it was just so dumb it was like yeah. oh ha 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 like yeah the section over there like you got a body you got to clean up yeah, yeah and then i think 
I don't know what actually happened, but it must have been just someone that like saw me or something called the cops, and then it turned into this whole thing, like helicopter and fucking, the wrong cop came. Yeah, like, mm. and then got arrested and um, helicopter came. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, like, and I'm like still wearing this suit. I'm like trying to get the zipper off. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and there was like fans there at the time, and they're all like taking photos and stuff. And I remember like, there's a thing like if you know you're shooting a prank that's kind of a. Uh, heavy you're like you shoot it you get the clip and you get out get out yeah get out of there and i remember like the the guys i was with were all like taking photos with the fans and like hanging out and i was like yo i'm still in a (laughs) bloody suit like can we get the fuck out of here and like and then all of a sudden i hear like i'm like oh yo this is not good and then uh yeah but i think we ended up printing my mugshot on a t-shirt and made like a hundred grand the next day so which helped with the court bill and or the lawyer expenses and stuff so what was the biggest bank deposit you ever saw biggest bank probably like i think i can say this yeah you i can cut I, it out if you can yeah i mean it should be fine but probably like 15 million whoa it's pretty crazy yeah in a day like yeah it was like I mean, I was probably pretty numb to it at that point, but I remember the first one that blew me away was 700 grand because like I had no money to my name and it was like one of the first, um, merch drops we did. Um, we did these like varsity, just like, uh, Nelk boys, uh, crew necks. And, um, I was like staying in a really small Airbnb, like a, a 700 square foot Airbnb in Miami with like four people. And, uh, and then we like, did this drop and I saw like 700 grand went in that day and it was like what the like I remember calling my mom being like bro this is this is we're on to something like this is gonna work so what were um, you expecting it's funny I've like tried to think about think about it and I can't really I can't really like put my head before that now like what or like in that day before that day like hey like were we trying to make like 50 grand were we trying to make like five grand like why i can't really remember or if we like but i remember being like jaw dropping like it's like like that's a stupid amount of money it was just like yeah and then we just invested it all back in and kept kind of building the company but um yeah it was crazy did you celebrate in any kind of way that first one or I mean, I'm sure we went and got a couple Bud Lights or something. We must have. <laughs> we must have shotgunned a beer or something. But I, I, I can't really remember too much. No, nothing, nothing jumps my head. We've definitely celebrated from big drops. That's for sure. I've, uh, we've been in Vegas for them. We've been, yeah, we've been on private jets for some. It's like, yeah, we've, we've, we've had some celebrations. We've been like in europe when we did a big drop and saw like i remember that was a big one too i was like in europe in a hotel room with like the whole team and we were watching the shopify and we saw like i mean and this is public like if you were if you were like we posted this on our story at the time but it was like 350 or 400,000 people were live on our site at once which is crazy because like if you think about like a, a retail store you you to be able to that's like having four hundred thousand people with their credit card holding what they want to buy from the store, like ready to check out, and you'd have four hundred thousand registers, like it's insane to think like that's what that's what's crazy about like retail to online and direct to consumer. It's just like there's four hundred thousand people like, and we broke Shopify. It was like they were trying to check out, and it was like they were in line, and then like by the time their spot in line got opened up, 
what they tried to buy was bought was like sold out now and they had to go back and try to get something but now that's sold out and like it was nuts it was like as close as we've ever seen to like some like supreme style like what they probably i mean they're probably like five to tenfold um but i bet you we got like pretty cl- i mean four hundred thousand people on your site trying to buy something is at once is a lot that's it's pretty heavy that um, sounds like a moment what's another moment that sticks out from you just doing the online video creation whether it was you meeting someone being in the right place at the right time something that you never thought you would have been able to do hmm definitely been a lot of those let me think of a cool one even rattle off a couple yeah oh uh hugging p diddy that was pretty crazy where was that it was at p diddy's house you went to his house yeah it was like his son's birthday and this was like our first year in la and um we were we like went to this so it was like i remember back in the day it was just like you would just get word from these like la kids that like yo there's this party and then there's this party and you'd bounce around the hills and um this guy took us to this party before like it even started we showed up we just said i can't even remember p diddy's son's name i don't even know but he's just like yeah we're here for his birthday and they're like all right and then they just let us in and then we went and partied and uh and it was right like after we did the coke prank on cops i remember which was like our biggest video and then we were like walking out of the party at at night and then p diddy was just like leaning against his like really expensive car and they were filming him for something like interviewing him or something and then i think kyle went up and said what up and like dabbed him up and then i went up to go like yo what's up i'm kind of drunk and a bodyguard just like karate chops karate chops me in the neck and i'm like oh okay and i guess he saw that and was like hey hey and then he like points at me and i'm like I was just like, I'm like, what up? And he's like, come give Diddy some love. Yeah, he literally said that. And I was like, okay. And I just like hug him. And then we just like started chatting and I don't know. And then we left. But it was like a pretty wild. I was just like, what just happened? Like, it was like very strange. But yeah, there's been a lot of those. When you posted the Coke Coke prank on cops. Yeah. What changed directly from that? Like, did the algorithm start blowing up all your videos? Did anyone reach out and they're like, hey, we want to sponsor something on your page? Was there anything that really took a turn for you that like stepped you in the right direction that moved the needle? I, I think it was probably just uh, the biggest thing because it's like we never really did brand deals or anything like that, but it put us on the map and but sorry, going back the first thing, the, the thing that was the most important is that it like proved to us like, hey, we can do this again. You know what I mean? It's like like because we were like three weeks into la like from canada like three weeks in and like, i remember when you guys video. came yeah and like and we had we were small we were like under a hundred thousand subs so like at the time you can't just go collaborate with anyone and all that but like once we did that it kind of put us on the map and we just it made everything else easier but it really was um just like it was reassuring like hey we're we're here for the right reason we're like we're gonna do this so you're on the right path yeah yeah exactly what was the biggest challenge with you breaking ground with Sunday? Still going through them. I mean, it's it's so fresh that um, it's like f- it's figuring out what the company is and how we and what we really want to put our time and money into has been the exercise like this first six months. Um, and, it, and it's just a lot of trial and error. Um, we were very uh, 
leaning onto the agency side a lot, you know, just like straight um, building relationships with a new client, getting retainers locked in and then building out their, their project. Um, that was like the exercise we were doing with like, you know, three or four clients at the start and it was taking up a lot of our time. But then we also put a lot of our projects on the back burner of that. And, um, and I was seeing how much time it took of myself. And then also a lot of these brands, like, I don't know if they really wanted to like give me the keys to like, and my team, the keys to just actually, yo, like we know what we're doing, like, let us do it. So it was this mixture of, uh, us being kind of a service and then, um, them kind of having last final say on how we should actually do this. And I, and at the end, the end result of that is never good in my opinion. It's like, uh, so, so I really do think that the pivot that we are making now is investing in, if we believe in ourselves, it's like, we're just going to invest into our shows, invest into our products and our brands and use that to, to be our like resume to then work with certain brands and certain companies that are willing to give us the keys to like bring a project to life. You know what I mean? And then doing it more by like project based and not, um, like long-term retainer type deals it's almost like uh like prime like i was i was talking to logan there for a sec and i just pitched him an idea for a, a commercial but like that's more uh and, and it was kind of funny he ended up liking the idea but he literally just shot the exact idea two days before and i was like that that's like crazy but then i was like oh at least we're on the right track i guess but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah i was just like like that's more what i see us doing is just when it comes to like as an agency or a service um to anyone else i think it's just like one-off projects that people trust us with like if a company was like hey we have a super bowl commercial this is the product this is what we want to do this is the budget and then me and the team can just go work and bring that to life i think that would be like a cool angle to do and then just you know 90 percent of our time into our own ventures and you know kind of changing the business model to being like sunday is a venture studio and not you know a service industry agency type signing thing like you know what i mean yes yeah. i think that's what we've been learning and it's it's and you, your question was like what's been the hardest i think that's just been a um a long hard curve of of learning that um but that was just something like even with Nelk or any of my past, Careless Teens, any of this stuff, I've never owned an agency. You know what I mean? I've never done any of this. This is all fresh. And I'm like lucky enough to be in a position to experiment and uh, um, and, and try this out and learn that like this is actually the way you should do it or, you know, or, and pivot at the right time. And um, no, it's uh, it's like it's got a lot of heartaches, but and we're spending, you know, 12 hours a day doing it. But it's. I just know it's all going to make sense in the end, if that kind of makes sense. Like, I'm very, like, uh, I love it. I love doing it, and I believe in it. But, yeah, that was a long answer. I'm sorry. No, I love it. It's inspiring. <laughs> Are you making a TV show around Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was going to pitch him. Because uh, I saw you hung out with him recently. Yeah, yeah. I have an idea for him. Uh-huh. Did you see the thing I just did with my dad? Which, it's like the wings one. It's like him trying wings. You posted it yesterday, right? Or two days ago? It was like, yeah, like four days ago or something like that. But it was, my, it was literally a, a complete rip of Dave Portnoy's like one bite pizza thing. Yeah. And I was just like, why is no one doing this for wings? My dad and me like love wings. And again, going back to like investing in like good talent, like on camera, like I think without even producing him at all, my dad is like hilarious the way he is. He's very relatable as a dad. And, uh, and, um, I just like, was like no budget at all shot on an iPhone. I edited it like 
after work one day for 30 minutes and then just uploaded it and like people seem to love it and it's just my dad you know testing out wings and and reviewing them um and then we're gonna start doing that with like celebrity guests and all that but uh i wanted to kind of pitch the same thing but do it at like streetwear stores boutiques like places where you can go buy an outfit and then have Jonah go in and just have him walking out with a brand new outfit oh, at the that. store. And then he just reviews the store and his fit and then ranks it like really quick. But you you just like it's a two minute video and, all, and you just get to see his new fit and then a rank of this store he's at. And then it'll be kind of funny because like he also could go do stores that like shouldn't be good for outfits like Walmart or like I don't know, like random places Costco. like Costco, 7-Eleven, like I just and he has to figure out a whole outfit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Jonah, if you're watching this, check it out. We'll uh, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> What's next for you? What? Where do you see yourself going from here? Aside from Sunday, like, what do you want to do with running MMA? Um. What's the next big leap for Jesse? I don't know about big leap. I'm just I'm I'm coasting and just working and experimenting with everything right now. Um, I've been doing a lot of auditions. I feel like that's been going really well and that'll probably be a new new thing i haven't tried but you know do some acting um building a building a network again has been really exciting and writing shows um we're about to release our our brand that we've been making for like a year now and that's like in i think july and that's exciting we're like a a whole year deep of collections that uh it's crazy because you like see these designs and these products for so long because you're like making it for a whole year that you almost like you're like you're forgetting that you haven't shown anyone or tried selling any of this yet so like that's going to be really fulfilling and exciting to to release that and see how people you know fuck with it but i don't know nothing really new probably want to get a fight not like a youtuber type fight like i'm just going to show up at like a street beefs or something i don't know if you've ever seen that but just like a backyard and i'm just going to like you know pick someone that's my same weight and just like scrap them i like really want to do that you not like kimbo. a sparring yeah kimbo would be <laughs> if he was still around i would yeah <laughs> but yeah just like i don't know and also just enjoying life maybe get back to traveling i've been kind of working hard lately and uh go visit my mom and go visit my dad and shit that's great yeah thanks for coming by dude yeah thanks for having me guys go check out sunday where can they go what's the website Sunday uh, you just go to bloodysunday.com and there it's pretty much shut down right now but if you want to be notified for drops it's just you put email and sms on there and uh, we also give away free shit every single month so basketballs recently I really yeah. want one <laughs> yeah I'll bring you one <laughs> I got you we had some leftover but yeah hell yeah thanks for having me buddy thanks for coming Jesse yeah see you guys lightweights out save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.